so Mason's right, being in constant prayer, to me, is just conversation. Realizing that I'm not in control, which was very hard, and just trusting in him fully to know that he will take care of me. It doesn't mean bad things aren't gonna happen, but he will be there to support me. Welcome everyone to our 92nd podcast, Renew Your Mind. With us today is Senior Pastor Paul Grunberg, and we have Family and Youth Director Jeremy Teru. We have two guests with us today. We have Mason Buckingham, and we have Michelle G. Say your last name. Janino. Thank you. And um, last podcast, we heard some testimonies from Mason, and this podcast, we're going to ask some questions of Michelle so she can share um, some of her experiences as well. Our topic for May has been, well, April and May has been the power of prayer. April was uh, a little more tactical, but May we're, we're hearing different testimonies and how the power of prayer have, have, you know, led people differently or they've experienced different things. So welcome. And Michelle, I will ask you, I guess the first question is who taught you how to pray? My mom and my aunts, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I remember staying at my Aunt Linda's house and one of my cousins was sick and it was the first time I actually saw somebody lay hands on somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, they're Catholic, but they said, let's surround Donnie and we prayed over her. She got better. <laughs> uh-huh. um, just church, church family, going to church camp. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of people that have influenced me in prayer. I remember as a kid, though, my mom and dad were in a marriage encounters or something. They had to light a candle, and it was on top of the refrigerator. And we asked my mom, what are you lighting this candle for every day? And she used to remind us to pray for Mm. certain people. And I was like, hmm, Mm. that was a good reminder. Yeah, that's a really good reminder. And that was as a child? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. I guess we could go, Do you, can you think of, I'll ask you three questions and then you can pick which one you want to answer. Um, <laughs> um, wondering, you know, what might be a memorable experience um, that you would like to share um, with us? Or when did you ask for a prayer? Or maybe when did you, I mean, you told us about how you prayed for someone, but something memorable come to mind? Um I remember specifically praying for my brother when I was in eighth grade that him and his friends were getting into the wrong crowd of people and into the wrong kind of stuff, and I was worried about him. And I remember telling my neighbor friend that I was worried about our brothers, and all I knew to do was to pray. And um, much later in our lives, my brother was in the Marines and was in a really bad car accident, which should have killed him. He broke his back and his jaw and stuff. And I knew that his guardian angel or whatever was with him and saved him because it was a miracle. Mm -hmm. That was the first time I really remember asking God to please protect him because there was nothing more I could do about it. Mm -hmm. And then later in my life, when I went through my divorce, um, leaning on God a lot to help comfort me and give me the answers when I was feeling anxious and worried about my children and how that was going to affect my life. And I can tell you, honestly, without the grace of God, I would probably 
have committed suicide. I don't know if I'd commit suicide, but it was Mm -hmm. without him. I just don't know how I would have stood upright. Mm -hmm. And I just, in my 20s, especially Reverend Pettis was a minister here at the Methodist Church, um, helped lead me a lot. Mm-hmm. And my church family just really surrounded me and prayed with me. And they just, I know he's my friend mm-hmm. and gave me comfort. Nothing. It doesn't say that we're not supposed to have bad things or trials and stuff that we go through. But knowing God's there to give us strength is what helps get me through my life. Mm-hmm. And so Mason's right, being in constant prayer, to me, is just conversation. Mm-hmm. Realizing that I'm not in control which was very hard <laughs> that I can't control the situations mm-hmm. and just trusting in him fully to know that he will take care of me. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean bad things aren't going to happen, but he will be there to support me. Those are, those are wonderful, Michelle. Thank you. And you had more than one. I just want to note I oh. mean, many. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that's amazing. Um, you see, um, when you feel that calmness come over you, you know that he's, He's listening to you. Mm-hmm. And I, my mom said to me one time when I was going through my divorce, and it was a custody issue, and I couldn't sleep. And I said, I was just worrying all night and thinking of every worst scenario that I could possibly think of. And I called her in the middle of the night and said, I can't sleep. And she said, you need to give this to God and ask him to please let me go to sleep. It was immediate. I mean, I put my head down. I was like, mm-hmm. I was out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought, this is real. Yeah. And I know he's real. He will help save us. Okay. Thank you, Michelle. It and was interesting. Uh, Michelle, you said there was nothing more I could do about it um, in, in regard to one particular incident. And I, I think it's oh, oftentimes for people, there's nothing more I can do about it. And then we hand it over to God instead of giving it to God right away. Uh not that your particular instance was anything more astounding than anyone else's, but that we do not, as a regular habit, give things over to God immediately. We I, wait yeah. until we reach our ends point, the end of the rope, whatever you want to call it, and then we're like throwing up our hands in the air, God, what else can I do about it? Mm. And then we talk to him. Yeah, and I, I, we're all guilty of that to some oh, degree. Yeah. I know I am. Even with smaller things, searching to the answer about something or a decision to make, you could spend a lot of time doing that searching on your own, mm-hmm. even talking to other people, and then it'll dawn on me, oh, I haven't even asked God about this yet. Maybe I should do that first. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's you know kind of our human nature to, in some ways, to not do that. But I think right. we have to, we have to concentrate more on God in our lives and in the world today, a lot of our Christianity and our our attention is 2,000 years old. I mean, we talk about the Bible and, and its old history, and sometimes we don't touch base with, like Michelle said, about the miracles that are happening in our world, in our lives mm-hmm. today. Right, And that's the blessing of, of small groups mm-hmm. and of hearing from each other mm-hmm. because you hear about these things. You hear about miracles that are happening. And and I just read a book by Lee Strobel about miracles. And it's amazing about the miracles that are happening around the world mm-hmm. today, now. Right. God mm-hmm. in our lives now. 
Exactly. And uh, I think a lot of times we concentrate on on what happened 2,000 years ago, which we have to lean on mm-hmm. and we have to have for, as a foundation for. But it's only powerful when it happens today. Yeah, we're we're quick to gloss over yeah, and not even recognize the miracles that happen today. We're afraid that somebody's mm-hmm. going to think we're crazy or something. And and you know, I read that book and and right away I'm praying for a miracle with right. my wife. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get it, you know. But maybe I did. Right. Right. Because I don't know yes. what was in store for her had she survived. Right. Right. God does. That's right. And so those things are happening in our world today, and I think we need to focus on a lot of that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, going back to what Pastor Paul was saying about um, going to him last, that he's our last resort, that prayer about my brother, I was a kid. And so I think that when you're a child, it's much easier to hand it over to him Mm -hmm. because we don't have the stress of the world on us as an adult. And I think as adults, we're trained. We were taught at a very young age, you can do this by yourself. You know, we're yeah. to be independent and... Um, well, that's what we raise our kids to do. That's the, that's the uh, pinnacle of a parent is getting their kids to be independent, to rely on themselves, to do the things that they need to do so that they can function in the world today. And then we miss read prayer on that and we're not teaching our kids to be totally dependent on God. We're telling them to be dependent on themselves. You got to make a living. You got to pay your bills, you know, those kinds of things. But we don't, we don't talk in terms of dependence on God. We need to be dependent on God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we need to model that for our Mm -hmm. families, for our children as Mm -hmm. well. They need to see us, depending on God in prayer and going to God first. Mm -hmm. And that's a way of leading them to do the same. And I think a lot of people too have, I don't know if it's a misconception, in my opinion, it is a misconception when somebody has given up on God because he didn't, their life isn't good. Or um, first off, we're here on earth and not heaven. And it doesn't mean that he didn't answer our prayers. It's just not the way we wanted to answer. You can't control him. And I learned that at a very young age in my 20s and 30s that I can be praying to do change somebody's personality or take care of them. That's ridiculous. I'm not God, and I can't control him. And, you know, and I needed to go. be silent and listen to him, like you said. We need to stop and listen and to see the small things that he is doing for us. Sometimes I'm walking down the hall in the church and thinking, hey, he answered that prayer. I've been praying really hard for this. And, yes, it's been answered. Not my way, but. Or not my will. Not my <laughs> will. That's right. That responsibility doesn't go away. Because your kids grew up. No. Mm-hmm. I have a congregation of 10. Yes. Those are grandchildren. And it's, I see as my challenge to communicate with them all the time mm-hmm. and push it because lots of times they're not, you know, there to respond and they don't want to respond. But um, we do a weekly connection with all of them and trying to keep that before them. So you still have the responsibility. Mm-hmm. And although your kids get older, 
doesn't mean they get any smarter. Well, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mason. Uh-oh. Whatever. <laughs> Hopefully the kids aren't listening. Oh, they're listening now. <laughs> what can I say? Yeah, well, you heard from them at Jan's funeral, so you probably know what I mean. But, well, uh, one one quick question, and then we'll wrap it up. But what are, <clears throat> from each of anybody at the table, what's one way you use to better listen to God? I know for me, I have to be in a quiet place and minimize distractions. Okay. Um, it, the scriptures speak of it as a still, small voice, and uh, I found that to be true. So mm-hmm. it's helpful to get alone in the quiet for me. You have to put yourself in the position to hear. And the position is to hear is when we're reading the book, the Bible. Oh, that's another way. The position is when you're with your small group. Mm-hmm. It's the time that you can spend alone with people that you trust and that you know mm-hmm. are uh, leading in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I really think God speaks to me through other people. Mm-hmm. And, and he speaks to me through the written word. And if you don't spend time in those things, right, you don't get the word, and you're not prepared. My note to my kids this week was, be prepared, because your your faith is going to get challenged. Mm-hmm. And first, your first job is to recognize it when it's challenged, and the second God is the second choice is what are you going to do about it when you hear it, right, mm-hmm. and yeah. what you see it. And, and I think that's, it's all of our responsibilities to keep that in front of the younger generation because they are facing a lot more challenges than, than we have. As Jeremy knows, with the young people, are, mm-hmm. it's right. tough. Yeah. And uh, we need to keep that in front of them. Okay. Can my Jeremy a small, uh, just quiet. And um, even when I'm praying to him to stop talking in my to him (laughs) and just be quiet you like clear my head stop worrying Mm -hmm. and just try to hear what he's trying to tell me I don't even turn my radio into my car for this very reason just so that Mm -hmm. I can be still for a second and see what he's trying to tell me to do okay and I would say for me uh, there are some prayer practices that we're unaccustomed to uh, that were practiced thousands of years ago like a labyrinth prayer labyrinth Mm -hmm or some type of a prayer walk, which puts us in a place where we're not distracted by the things that we're normally distracted by. Uh, you know, I've talked with hunters who say, you know, when I go out hunting, that's my prayer time. And then, of course, I'm like, how many times do you go hunting? <laughs> November 15th. That's, November 15th. That's my prayer right? day. It's the only day of the year. <clears throat> but there you need are, to ask the wives. Yeah. There are those practices. Yeah, that's yeah. probably when they're praying for their husbands. <laughs> Or I should say praying for the hunters because there are a lot of women that hunt. True, true. Uh, But that idea of getting quiet before God, I think the posture of being on your knees is an important one. You know that, what do we say to our kids? Uh, Bow your head, close your eyes, fold your hands. And that puts you into a position of stillness. Mm. Uh, Be still and know that I am God. And so uh, whatever way that, happens for you, you know, Michelle turns off the radio, I'll listen to classic radio, no, classic, classical music, uh, because there's no words to it. And that way I'm not singing along. Uh, 
uh, with whatever uh, music I'm listening to. But that that posture, we were singing uh, yesterday uh, uh, in the contemporary music about raising your hands or bowing your head. And, and in my mind's eye, you know, I, I'm not going to, well, so maybe God is speaking to me to bow my head physically and, you know, you resist, resist a little bit, but I do in my mind's eye um, do -hmm. those things when we're uh, singing Mm. because if I'm going to fully embrace it, right. Yeah. I might as well do it. Yeah. It was like signing up for the prayer vigil on Ash Wednesday. The first time I had to go into the prayer vigil and you're supposed to sit there for a half hour and, and meditate. It was, it was awful. I was thinking, oh, my gosh, I still have 20 minutes to go. And now I'm thinking, it's done already. I still have lots to say. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a good point. I mean, it's where you're at with your practice, right, of doing mm. that. So. How about you, Dana? What do you need to do for your prayer time? Um, for me, it's silence. But right now I'm with the scriptures. That seems to speak to me. Mm-hmm. But I was glad to hear Mason say through others because I do mm-hmm. – hear a lot through others. And I always thought that wasn't the right way. So that's not necessarily true. So, and we've you. talked about journaling before too. And that's journaling, a great yeah. Practice. I'm a big journaler too. That, that bow your head thing doesn't work when you're driving your car though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah closing your eyes. I talk to him a lot when I'm driving, but I, you know, Sometimes I talk to the other drivers too, which is not part of my my uh, godly life. I ignore that, that God. I didn't mean to say that to that driver. <laughs> oh, well, on that cheerful. Note. I'm working on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody uh, around this table. We really appreciate it, and we especially appreciate our listeners. Um, if you would like to join us in person, we have a traditional Sunday service at 9 a.m. at the First United Methodist Church in Gaylord, Michigan. And we have a contemporary at 1045 a.m. You can join us in person, or if you can't make it in person, you can view us via Facebook or YouTube. And um, you can call us directly with any questions, 989-732-5380, or Google us and uh, find our website and um, we have all kinds of great information there as well. So thanks everybody for joining today.